0: Welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible study author, adventure junkie, and founder of Voice of the Voiceless, empowering women in Africa. Join me here every week for inspiring conversations on discovering miracles in life's messy moments. Here's this week's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Renee Duncan with A New Now Health where living the possibilities can come true for you. If you're ready to change your life into a healthier representation, this is your opportunity. Renee knows what it's like to struggle being unhealthy and how disappointing it can be to our daily life. Renee has helped others reach a healthier weight and life approach. As your personal coach, Renee invites you to share your story and helps you reach a healthier lifestyle through proven methods to bring a transformation in your whole health. I've personally worked with Renee, and she's an inspiring coach. You can contact her at A New Now Health, spelled A-N-E-U-E, Now Health, to set up an appointment and find out how you can use micro habits of change to bring macro impact for life. Mamika Cooney is passionate about empowering and equipping Christian leaders to unlock their personal potential and become the leaders they were born to be. Mamika is a motivational speaker and author, a leadership mentor, and the host of the Mamika TV podcast. After experiencing severe rejection, bullying, and a broken childhood, Mamika spent years pursuing accolades and addicted to approval in the pursuit of finding her worth validation, and confidence. Then God stepped in to heal her hurts, change her heart, and awaken a passion for helping others seeking their purpose in life. She is passionate about empowering and equipping Christian leaders to fulfill their God-given purpose by sharing the message of God's grace in a world lost in negativity, fear, and doubt. Welcome, Amika. I'm so honored to have you. Thanks,
1: Angela. It's so great to be on your show because we had a wonderful opportunity of actually having high tea
0: together recently. So we actually got to meet in person. You know, I don't know that I've ever had high tea. I think that might have been my first time. You almost really you have to say it with an accent. I feel like exactly because my British grandmother would be very proud, you know, having high tea and, and scones and, you know, lots of yummy things. It was fabulous. Yes, we met in Charlotte while we were brainstorming and vision casting with Dr. Barbara, who is the, um, I guess you'd say just the founder and the host of the Wholeness Women's Summit, which is going to be in March. And I know you're speaking at that. I am as well. It's going to be powerful. Tell me a little bit about what you're actually bringing to women in that conference, because we really want them to be a part of it. The 3W Summit, World Women's Wholeness Summit. So what is on your heart for women through that?
1: Yeah, well, my topic for the for that summit is on purpose, because I really believe that we all need to have a, a purpose. We were born with a purpose. Mm. And when we have that, especially when we really tap into understanding what God's purpose and calling is for our lives, it really starts to get us into alignment and to really get us focused. Because, you know, the world can be a little croak, right? Especially right now. So what I love to encourage people is, I, I'm, I like to see the future, like where are we going to be going? So let's pull people forward, make them understand what value they have. Mm. And, you know, no matter where we are or what we're doing, what it looks like right now, because everything, this too shall pass. So I'm always liking to really help people, especially um, aspiring and established Christian leaders who feel like they have a calling on their life to do something, whether it's ministry, entrepreneurs, author speakers, with something to say, thought leaders, and oftentimes it's kind of a bit of a war to get that, that content and the word out, right? So that's what I'm really excited about. So really helping people understand that they all have something really important to do
0: and say in the world and it's time we get to doing it. I love that, Mamika. And I got to meet her in person, you guys. So she is the real deal. She's passionate. She's dynamic. You're going to want make sure you check her out at mamikakuni.com. So Mamika, I know that you were raised in South Africa. I know that's a big piece of your story. Uh, we were discussing a little bit beforehand that I've only flown through South Africa in a layover. So I've not had the privilege of of experiencing the beautiful country, but I would love to hear your story winding from South Africa through just other, I know, twists and turns of your life and how you've really seen God move in your life and how you've discovered miracles, even in the middle of some of the messy or difficult seasons that you've been through. Oh, sure. Right. I tell you, how
1: how much time do we have? (laughs) Get the popcorn. This is going to be fun. I always say my whole life story could be a a really uh, ridiculous movie.
0: Mm. But yeah,
1: what I'm excited about is that, um, as you can tell, I've got a South African accent. I was born and raised in South Africa, actually during the apartheid era. So uh, my last year of high school, and I'm dating myself here, was 94, the year Mandela came to power. So there was a lot of political um, instability. There was a lot of fear. There was a lot of division. There was a lot of mudslinging. I mean, this was before my, uh, social media, but it's um, so kind of like what, what we're experiencing right now is what we had back then. It's just the uncertainty of things changing because most people don't, aren't comfortable with change. But what I know then and what I know now is that God is in control, that even though things can seem a bit scary and we we, we only see the, the little part we have in front of us. He has such a bigger picture ahead of us. So going back there, so I was born and raised in South Africa and um, I had a, a very tumultuous uh, upbringing. My parents got divorced when I, when I was 10 years old. So there was a lot of that, you know, fear base and a lot of that sort of anxiety. And then throughout my teens, I really felt, felt like I was the strange one. Like I was very, I got to know the Lord at 10 and, you know, and that does come with a lot of things like if you're not willing to fit in you 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 feel that like god has called you to something you're not quite sure it is mm. somehow it seems to be that the you get things like well in my personal experience i got bullied it was very hard for me to make friends because i was always you know very dogmatic about what my beliefs i wasn't going to um I wasn't going to just compromise what I believed. So, of course, that puts you on the fringes, right? And then, of course, at 13, I had a really uh, a really traumatic experience of actually being physically bullied by a bunch of girls, which, you know, affects your confidence, especially mm-hmm. as a girl. You know, if, if you don't feel safe, if you don't feel loved, if you don't feel you can trust people that, you know, like, and I'm sure a lot of us have these similar stories where, you know, you bring somebody close to you and they're the ones who betray you, then you feel that sense of, you know, how do I trust anyone? And, our, and unfortunately our experiences in life tend to mar our view of what God is like. And so then you kind of put up the walls. You want to get very protective. And my view was, I'm not going to let anybody treat me like that again. I'm going to prove to you that I'm smart. I'm going to prove to you that I'm this and this. And then what happens? We That root of rejection starts to build a tree and the tree mm-hmm. starts growing fruits. Of course, the fruit started growing and um, as we 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 carry on and go through our life through my you know twenties and thirties and it's really only when I hit my forties that I talk about a midlife crisis it's more more like a big full stop mm-hmm. so going through the years I, the Lord uh, allowed me to meet my uh, my future husband you I was a teenager so I'm really grateful for that because he was really a wonderful lifeline and showing me a, you know good Christian living and you know being adopted by his family so I got married at nineteen. And then we had uh, our first child when I was 23. And I have been always come from an entrepreneurial family. So, my, my Greek dad, he had a construction business named after me, Mika Construction. So, at four years old, I'd be there in the office picking up the phone Mika Construction, good day. So, of course, mm-hmm. if my name is on the sign, I, I knew I was the boss, right? Obviously. <laughs> what does every four year old think? <laughs> So that entrepreneurial spirit has always been within me because I don't make a very good employee. I'm a bit bossy. I like things the way I like and I have a vision for doing things. And as you can tell, I can talk very fast because I get really excited and passionate about my ideas. Mm. For me, being my own boss was was always what I knew I needed to do. So even at 16, I was the one who would be selling chocolates and popcorn on the side to make a bit of money. And um, And through the years, I've gone through, few iterations of being a business owner. So I had started a web design company. My husband and I were on the cutting edge of internet technology in 96 in South Africa, 96, 97. And the first business I ever had was designing people's websites. And I know in front page, for anybody who knows the industry, that is such old technology. It's not even, you know, people don't even remember it and approaching companies in south africa to say i want to create your website and get you on the web they're like webby what what spiders are you trying to sell me <laughs> it just was like what that doesn't make any sense right but sometimes you just know there's something that happens that's going to change the world just like the internet did and you know glad to say we were right so through those years eventually what happened to us as we built the business um, my husband and i uh you know, really started to see a need. And also with the way the country was going, we wanted to give our, our kids an, a better opportunity. And I have my mother and sister who live in England. So we made the decision within six weeks to, hmm. once I discovered I was pregnant with our second, we we're like, right, we have got to get there before I get too too heavy to travel. Hmm. And we within six weeks, we sold our house. We hmm. moved all our furniture. We had got rid of everything. We burnt the ships, baby. We didn't, we said, we are not coming back. We are making a go of this. No matter what happens, there is no, you know, retreating. Of course, a lot of friends and family thought we were a little crazy. But when God puts a vision in, in, your, in your mind, and your heart, you just know that you have to pursue it, even though you feel like you're going against the grain. Hmm. So this was in 2000 where we moved. And in if you know, South Africa is in the Southern Hemisphere. We were having a wonderful Christmas in the pool and sunshine. On December 31st, we arrived in England in a snow blizzard. And we were like, oh, my gosh, what have we done? (laughs) We're like, God, are you sure? Were we meant to be here? Because this doesn't seem so fun. And literally four weeks after we got there, my daughter, who's two, got severe pneumonia. She ended up in hospital. She was on Mm. a drip for a week. I was, what, five months pregnant. Um, My husband got sick. You know, we were in a new country. Even though we speak English, you'd think we speak another language because of Mm. our accent. So we really had it hard, and uh, for six months, we were living on credit cards and eventually accumulated a ton of debt on credit mm. cards. And you just think, "Okay, God, I know I've heard you and you said we need to be here, but everything looks like a hot mess. and mm. we're like, hello, hello, anybody there? <laughs> What's yeah. going on? And really, what he was doing is, I call him the boot campiers. Mm. He was stripping everything from us so we could be totally reliant on him because we had got to that stage where it was very easy to rely on family, or you know, always relying on people or what people say and then kind of like, okay, God, yeah, I'll 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 come and speak to you later. And what we'd realize is, you know, when you really get to the, the bottom of the barrel, you have to realize that really God is the one who's in control. So once we started to refocus ourselves and um, you know we, we start we started a UK version of the business and my husband and I worked together. And after a couple of years of settling in there, even though, you know, I had my second baby and we decided, you know, no matter what happens, we're here to stay. We're going to make this work. Um, I really fell in love with photography as a hobby and then decided, of course, with my entrepreneurial brain to make a business out of it.
0: Hmm. So then
1: I actually had a, a wedding and portrait photography studio for about six years. And then God planted another idea. And he's like, hmm, how about we do this again and move country? And I was like, what? Say what? I'm settled now I'm not doing that again. are you kidding me like mm-hmm. seriously God and I argued and I, I'm like no but eventually you know when God is calling you to something you have to pursue it yeah so yeah. we had the opportunity then to move again with six years six years later to from the UK to the USA and we have been here now 14 years so that was 2006 we've now we've same house same place so mm-hmm. we are settled for sure there's no moving from here. uh, And my husband and I restarted our businesses again. And again, even though Americans speak English, you'd think we are from another planet because, you know, lift, elevator, you know, push chair, pram, like, okay, my brain, like I have to decipher the language that I'm in. Um, And I restarted my photography business. My husband, you know, brought his web design business and his um, marketing agency with, and we just restarted again. And and Mm. in that time, we had another baby. I thought I was done with two. And God said nine years later, um, no, you're not done. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what? you kidding me. I've just started this business. And that, you, know, you know how we argue with God and we're like, but, but, but. And he's like, yeah. mm-hmm, mm, when you're done, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had to learn just to trust God. And I, I, I I'll say I've got less argumentative over the years and realize sometimes it's just easier to listen and go with the flow.
0: That's so good.
1: So, you know, and then I wrote, I ran my photography, it was a high end portrait studio and I specialized in fashion and business headshots and Mm. babies. So in actual fact, my first two books were about helping photographers in marketing, because that was always my thing. I started in South Africa and marketing and teaching business has just been my passion. Mm. So, um, but after about 12 years, I really felt the Lord was saying, this is the end of your season. you need to move on? And even again, then I was being stubborn. Like, are you sure? Maybe we should change this. And maybe I'm always arguing with him about the trip we're on. Like we're in a car, Mm -hmm. but you know, as believers, we have to know that, you know, do we actually trust God? Like you can say, yes, I trust God, but no, do you really? Mm -hmm. And it's just something to think and pause about, because I think a lot of us, when we look at the world and myself included, even recently, I've had to realign myself and give myself a wake up call, Mm -hmm. like do you really believe that God says he, he's a person of his word? Because he's not a man that he should lie. It's mm-hmm. not like people who've really let us down in the past or who've said and done things to hurt us. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That's so fair. we have to really know like, this is this is really a test of faith. When you cannot see it, when you cannot feel it, when you feel like you're waiting for something of some sign, and yet you feel like, I'm in the wilderness of dry bones, like, oh, I don't know how this is going to happen. Mm. We just have to know that we have to, you know, really challenge ourselves to understand that we have to believe what we, what God says he's, he's going to do. So of course, you know, this is life, life, life comes with bumps and, and speed bumps. And, you know, this is said, twists and turns, and it never really goes according to our plan. If it was a straight mm. line, it would be boring. So, you know, fast forward a few years, you know, I've had a third child and then, uh, one of my, my middle kid was having a real problem with school and just focusing. And I've always been very anti-establishment about, you know, find a school that fits the child. Don't force the child mm. into the system. And I was just fighting the system. You know, when you're dealing with a child who's more creative, who's less sporty, who maybe doesn't like fit the mold of general school system, there comes, there comes a point where, you know, as a parent, you have to make a decision and say, you know, what is best for my child? So I knew something was brewing, but I kind of was just hoping it would go away. You know we did all the the, the doctors and the, the, the educational specialists and the medication and the, and you know the therapists and all that that stuff. and eventually you know I was just carrying on and trying to push 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 and, and things in my business were slowing down and because by then I had uh, started to close uh, close my photography business and started to work more in uh, marketing consulting, helping other online businesses get online and, you know, teaching classes and doing um, things like that. But eventually I was like, what is going on? All of a sudden clients would cancel or things would happen. And I was like, you know, it feels like I'm hitting a brick wall or even a stainless Mm. steel wall. You know, those moments where you have the grace for a period and something flows, but then all of a sudden God says it's time to move. Mm. And sometimes we don't always listen. Sometimes he has to allow us to come to a grinding halt where things are listen I have taken my hands off this now what worked for yesterday was great for yesterday but now the grace has shifted into something new you need to move where you might it's like the you know the the Israelites in in the, the wilderness they had to follow the cloud and the cloud kept moving they couldn't just stay put and decide hey you know we had manna here to, yesterday so I'm comfortable here manna had they had to trust God every day for manna because if you read what it says manna didn't last the day but it kind of went like rotten by the end of the day because god was teaching them to trust him to trust him for today not mm. for tomorrow not what's based on yesterday and just understanding that the transition we're in there's always going to be changed but do we trust god to move us uh, to follow and follow where he's going so and you know in that instance you know i knew something was happening i was resisting the change being stubborn but eventually when things and you hit a, a brick wall and things culminate, culminated in 2016 in the period of about six weeks, my, my child just imploded and my husband and I were seriously out. He phoned me, I was at a conference and we were seriously concerned. Mm. He says something's not right. And we were on the brink of, you know, there was talk of, you know, suicidal tendencies and depression and all that. And I was like, I cannot allow my son to implode and I have to do something. So and I could old, see. How old was he at that point? Um, let was me see, young? probably about 15. Okay. Teenager. Okay. Yes, the teenage, the really hard years. So, you know, when you, and as a parent, you know, you want to do everything you can to help your child. But, you know, when you're not, God's trying to show me and he was trying to prepare me that I needed that time without the pressure of clients. And so even though I was like, why God, why is this, you know, why is this disappearing? Mm -hmm. And what is going on? And we're asking these questions. Why God, why? He's saying, because I know what's coming. I know what you're going to be up against. I need to clear your schedule. I need you to be in a position where you can deal with this but because I didn't listen and because I didn't uh, see the signs six weeks after that happened, my mother-in-law passed away from cancer. Now, mm-hmm. her and I were very close. You know, as I, I, as I mentioned earlier, I'd met my husband when I was a teenager and she really helped me work through a lot of inner healing. She prayed with me and helped me break a lot of the the, the ties to the past and really, uh, you know, poured a lot into me. And, after, you know, as much as a, she's my mother-in-law, she's also was uh, my spiritual mother. So for me, To see her suffer and she had cancer and suffered for two years and not just, you know, she went through chemo and radiation and she, she was in so much pain. Hmm. She lost the use of her legs after radiation. They had to radiate her spine and she became paralyzed. So the last year of her life, she was, she would be crying because of the pain, you know, the nerves and all that. So seeing that, you're like, God, why would you let someone I, I love and someone you love who loves you and who's been doing ministry for you suffer like that? Hmm. So between the, the, my business failing, my my son having a, an implosion, my mother-in-law passing away from cancer, I hit burnout. Physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, I couldn't get myself out of bed. Hmm. I literally even couldn't speak to my mom and my, uh, she would phone me and I, I couldn't even hold a conversation because I would just cry and cry and cry. For about three months, I was just depressed. And I'm not really a depressed person. Usually I can find the silver lining, but my body was physically spent. I had pushed myself beyond my limits. And God was like, I couldn't blame him. I had to blame myself. Like he was trying to help avoid this. Hmm. But sometimes, you know, he has to allow us to get to the pig pit before we realize, okay, maybe I need to trust him. And all he said to me was, you know, during this process, you know, and you, it's almost like whenever you have these hard times, you go through a process of grief hmm. and you know, there's different stages of grief. So there's denial, then there's anger. And then there's bargaining, and then eventually there's acceptance. So during those processes, you know, gr- physically grieving as well from the loss of my mother-in-law, grieving the loss of a business, grieving a loss of a of a hope and a dream, grieving what what I thought should have been, and what I was working on, it just felt like everything I had in my hands was just coming to dust. Mm. And I had to know that God was up to something. That He never lets things die without resurrecting them in some way but sometimes things have to die especially when you have to die to self and this is something we don't talk about in the church often enough is are you willing to die to self which means are you willing to put down your your ambitions your Mm. your will your your motivations your goals are we willing to exchange our goals for God's goals because once we tap into really walking in God's grace because you know when the grace lifts nothing going to work like when I was doing I had the grace for my photography business I'd pick up a camera and everything would work equipment would be great I'd make these beautiful portraits things would just work but I remember the day that grace lifted Mm. I was in the backyard playing with my daughter and I was you know arguing with God again about him challenging me to let things go and because I wouldn't he says well grace grace for this is done and I just from that on like I would make mistakes, the equipment would break, all of a sudden people would cancel, and I couldn't get money, and or, you know, all the things that we think, you know, why am I being punished? And it's not necessarily we being punished, is that we are seeing the signs that listen, this isn't where you're meant to be anymore. Get you need to be prepared and be accepting of shifting into the new, even though it's like a really weird dynamic of you have your foot in the old, you know, there's something new coming, but. Because as humans, we want to see, to believe. Yeah. We, we always question, well, what if? But what, what what if this goes wrong? But how am I I'm meant to see that? And this is where I feel God has got us all now is challenging us that perhaps what we see on the other side, that we're all crossing over into something new. What was once was, is gone. Mm. And I also want to encourage people listening that stop to saying things like, I wish things would go back to that. That is not really where we should be. We should be saying, okay, God, I'm ready to embrace for what you have for me. Forget about what's, what's gone and, and done. Mm. If it's meant to come with you in the new season, God will bring it back, like, just like a butterfly, in a, you know something you love, you let it go. And if it's meant for you, it will come back. But we have to be willing within this very uncomfortable transition of crossing over from the old to the new, willing to let go mm. of the old. And re- re- willing to say, okay, I'm not going to bring in any plunder with me from whatever it was from before, because I don't want to um, bring anything that's perhaps not of God that, that could maybe you know, um, entice me back to the old. Because sometimes we have old, old mindsets, old behaviors, behaviors old uh, patterns. And routines, because as humans, we're comfortable, but those might not work for the new. So we really have to be willing to die to ourselves and say, I am willing to lay this down on what was once is now gone. But I know you have something better for me. So, you know, even where we are now, that was, you know, um, almost five years ago, where it was a really challenging and I'd say pivotal time where I really felt, you know, God wanted me to step into ministry, but not full-time ministry as we know it. And this is also why I'm passionate about doing what I do now as a leadership uh, for, a mentor for Christian um, authors and, and entrepreneurs and speakers and emerging leaders who feel like God is calling them to something. Cause I know what it feels like to be in that situation where you are in the marketplace. You aren't necessarily a full-time um, minister in church, but of us are marketplace ministers. We are Christians who are living and working in the world and who are not sure how to navigate our faith. And how how do we infuse this? Like as a business owner, how do I make God my business partner instead of relying on my own stuff and the numbers that my accountant gives me? You know, it's a different dynamic of, because God's economy is different to the world's economy. And even for me, like I'm a strategist, I'm a marketing strategist. I like to know the steps, right? I want to see the plan. I need to know the blueprint. And for me, I can tell you, it's been really hard to learn to trust God without a blueprint, because I'm like, oh, shouldn't be too, yeah. This feels really uncomfortable. But I really feel that um, it's encouraging, and it's actually a very freeing place to be when you let you you throw off. the the ropes that have held you back and say, okay, God, where are we going? You breathe on the sail and let us go. And I'll, you just tell me where I need to be and have that childlike faith again, because as adults, we overthink everything. So, and this is also why I'm so encouraged and excited about my new book that I'm writing called Heart of a Champion, how ordinary people achieve the extraordinary with God. And I've done a lot of research, especially on Bible characters and, modern day pop cultures, what is it within us that makes a person a champion? And I can tell you an inside secret, they're not special. That isn't something that they're born with. It isn't something that they're ordained with. It's a choice they make to do what God asks them to do when he asks them to do them in obedience and complete surrender. And then they become champions because he allows them, as humans, we allow God to work through us. So
0: Mm. That's when it brings me today, so which is really exciting. I love it; it's so powerful. There's so many great insights that you shared. One of the things that I was really struck by was your, your use of the word restart. And so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the listeners and those that are watching and listening, and and they might be wondering. And if someone is really struggling to restart on a stalled life, or like you said, a hard stop. Or situations where they, or even right now, adjusting to a shifted normal that may be a new normal. I loved your thought about not bringing plunder from from the other land. And for anyone who doesn't know that, that is a reference to the Israelites leaving Egypt. And and they continued to do that sometimes when they were in battle, is to take the plunder and bring it with them and pine away for what they used to have even at one point when they were struggling in the wilderness, they said, well, at least in Egypt, we had, you know, onions and leeks and garlic and all this food, but they were slaves. So they were willing to go back to slavery because of something they were missing. And that's where you were kind of referencing there. And I think we do get stuck in those places. We, we pine away for what was instead of embracing what we have. And that makes it difficult to restart. So for anyone who is struggling, give us, you know, give us one really critical key of how you can restart if you're struggling to restart on a stalled life. Yeah, so some of the keys of, you know, if you are
1: struggling to restart on where life is and where life is brought to you, especially when things have shifted the way they have in the world, like everybody is impacted by the world events. We don't have to be sucked into the negativity. So that would be my first thing is to stop listening to negative news, Really, filter who you're listening to. You can no longer have any form of the old mindsets, habits, thinking in us
0: as vessels if we want to move into the new Mm. and crossover. You're encouraging us to say, don't stay in that place. You moved out of those places, chose to lean into the dependency on God. So I'm going to ask you to pray for us in just a minute, Mamika, but let us know what's coming up in your life. I know you mentioned a couple of books that you've written. Can you just quickly tell us the names of your book and what you're working on? Of course, I, I've already mentioned, but I want to make sure that people join us, especially women. We want you to join us for the World Women's Wholeness Summit. That's 3wsummit.com. That's the first weekend of March. It's going to be powerful. There's about 80, I think over 80 speakers, and they're just fabulous, dynamic, empowering speakers. You're not going to want to miss it. So Mamika will be a part of that. So join us for that. It's free. So it's a free way that you can just receive so much deposited in your spirit. But besides that, that I know is imminent, tell us about your books, where they can find you. And then I'd love for you to pray over our audience as we close. Definitely. Well, some of the resources I love to share with people is a book that I wrote from that process
1: that that really hard you know, experience of really coming back to where God wanted me to be was a book I wrote called warrior to warrior, a mother's journey from fear to faith. So Mm -hmm. even though I was praying for my child, God actually did a major working and inner healing with me. So that's, you can get on all um, uh, book platforms like Amazon, Barnes and Noble. um, And I have a lot of resources that are, you know, freely give to my audience at my website, which is mimikakuni.com. And it's spelled M I M I K A. C-O-O-N-E-Y.com. and also which is um, a fun project I put together that is still um, going on today is one of a little book I put. It's called Mindset Makeover. You can actually get the ebook for free on Amazon. And funny enough, it's one of those things that I just put out there to test a few concepts. And for the last almost three years, it's been selling well. Um, in the teen section in the teen and young adult section because it's Mm. people want they really are struggling mentally and want to know how can I renew my mind and you know what I find is hilarious about God's sense of humor when I look at you know the Amazon bestseller list it's usually around about the first five on either side or just below me are a lot of sort of demonic type books that are you know things that I would not want my kid to be reading but there is this little little beacon of hope that's right up there with them. And, you know, providing really great content and giving people some encouragement. So you just never know a little word you have a little something idea that God puts in you, you never know where God can take it and how many people it can impact Um, and just be encouraged by how your story you know, is, you know, as it says, we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and, and the word mm-hmm. of our testimony, which is our story by saying, this is what God did for me. And he can do it for you too. So if you want more resources, definitely go to mimikakuni.com. And I also, as you mentioned, I have a podcast too, and I'll be having you as a guest, which I'm so oh, excited about. Thank you, Mamika. So that's going to be fun. Um, And yeah, that goes out um, every week as well. So make sure to come and join me. I always like to say I'm on social, but always come to my website because that's where you'll find out the most up-to-date information. You can get some free downloads and connect with me that way.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And it's been an honor to host you today. And I'm, I would love for you to pray of our listeners, especially for anyone who feels like they are struggling to restart or to, to surrender, like you said, um, control to God so that he can really do and embrace the new. Like you said, why wouldn't we want the new? Why do we want the old? When the new is available to us and anything that God has removed from our life, it's only because he has something so much better on the other side of it. So you'll have to go back and listen to this guys, because there was so much in this that you'll be able to chew on this content for, for a while. So thank you, Mamika. It's been an honor to have you and uh, please pray over our listeners. And and we're just believing with you that God's going to do amazing things in their life as they move forward in 2021. Thank you, Jesus,
1: for this time together. And I thank you for every listener that is listening to this, Lord, that you have them here for a reason and a purpose. And I thank you, Jesus, that you are working in their hearts and their minds. And we just pray the angels of blood of Jesus over every single one of us, Lord. That we know, Lord, as we're stepping into this new season, it can feel hard and it can feel uncomfortable. But I just pray for a spirit of peace to rest over everyone, Lord, that. Any kind of fear that's trying to mess with their, their with their peace and their mind, we just command that to, to stop and cease now in the name of Jesus. We exercise our authority as children of God and say so we are seated in heavenly places. We are bringing down heaven's plan to earth as vessels. And we just as an act of surrender, just ask the Lord that you just clear out the things in our lives that are not meant to be there because you know all things. And we just thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be able to hear your word and to, to really tap into what you are doing for us, that even though we can't see what's going on right now, just pray, Lord, that spirit of peace and just that trust and in, in faith in you, that even though we can feel like our faith is wavering, we ask, Lord, that you give us your faith, exchange our lack of faith for your faith, and instill that in everyone in, that's listening today and, and create that burning desire to really tap in and to surrender their lives, and to hear what you have to say. And for those who are struggling to hear, Lord, from you, I pray, Lord, you just provide, give them eyes to see and ears to hear that any demonic influence that is trying to stop them from listening to and tuning into your word and your voice, we just command those to cease now, and that the spirit of peace come over everybody, and that everything that they lay their hands to will be blessed through you, Lord. And We just thank you for the good reports we're going to have and the wonderful things that we're going to see because we know, Lord, we're on the cutting edge on the the cusp of walking into the new season. And we just thank you, Lord, for all the great things you you have for for us ahead. And we just place our trust in you. So thank you, Jesus, for that. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you so much for joining our conversation. Season two is sponsored in part by Worley, Dahlberg, Yao, PLLC. You can learn more about this award-winning law firm at LawFirmVirginia.com. I'd love to stay connected, so be sure to visit AngelaDonatio.com for books, free goodies, and opportunities to feature your ministry or business as a sponsor. Find me on Facebook at AngelaDonatioVOV and Instagram at angeladenadio, where we do podcast giveaways each month. If you've been inspired to make life matter, Share a review and subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, let's make life matter.